everyone, welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yes, tell friends about us. For real, though, tell tell friends. That's, tell your nerdy friends about us. This is how you spread the word. This is how you get people interested. Yes. Post about us on social media. Send them to our YouTube yeah, we've got little shortened video versions of our episodes for people who can't stomach the whole experience. Yes. Uncut and raw. Unless you're on YouTube edited. right now. In which case, hello, welcome. We've got a full version of the podcast on SoundCloud. And iTunes and Spotify. And iHeartRadio and Podbean. Why are we doing this whole thing right now? Doesn't matter. Matt! Preston! What you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot, huh? Not a whole lot. I have been listening a bunch to the Sibelius Symphonies on my commutes to and from work. Okay. What do you like about those? Uh, Who's Sibelius? What's Jean... a symphony? Where do you work? <laughs> I retract my what you've been up to. Tell me all of this. <laughs> John Sibelius is a classical composer from the late 19th and early 20th century. Um, he is the basically the national hero of Finland because he is the like the highest profile Finnish classical composer. He wrote Finlandia, which is the national anthem. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Um, is he like seafood? This is not a pun. I am genuinely curious. I imagine he. Cool. Yeah. He's That's all I wanted to know. I'm just completely nonplussed over here. You're huh? Nonplussed. Nonplussed? Yeah. Confused. Just say confused, you pretentious Nonplussed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Anyway. What do you like about his stuff? Uh he's got a very unique style. Um it sounds kinda French in the sense that he jumps around a lot from different ideas. It's sort of bordering on on impressionism. Okay um when was he doing shit late 19th early 20th centuries um basically stopped writing music in the 20s i think although he lived till the 50s okay um yeah interesting stuff there but anyway yeah symphonies are probably the the core of his musical output that and the violin concerto Mm -hmm. um seven of them they are mostly all completely different um and they are all just very interesting musically in different ways um some of them are very accessible the um i showed hannah the the sixth symphony and i said this is what i imagine the soundtrack for harry potter would have been if john williams were never born Hmm. um and it it really works it's um yeah just sort of upbeat and really feels like sorcerer's stone era harry potter um and then some of them are more challenging more complex but they're all very interesting there's really cool moments in all of them um, and I have homework for all of you listeners out there. I bet you weren't expecting this. Uh-oh. Music appreciation Save homework yourself. right Get over here. Get out now. Close your laptop. <laughs> take your ears out. Take your, yeah. Take off your ears. Take, oh, out. Take out your ears. Out your ears. Because technically your ears are actually in your head. Sibelius, symphony number four. <laughs> I want everyone to go and find a recording on YouTube. It doesn't really matter which one. And listen to the first two minutes. And he spells Sibelia. Uh, S-I-B- E-L-I-U-S. Oh, Sibelius. Yep. Why was I saying Sibelia? No idea. Sibelius uh, is a software. So it is. It's also a music notation software. Why is he the one that gets it? 
Um, Why not Beethoven? Because it's a fun name. It's easy to say. And also probably less confusing because most people don't know. He's also, yeah, he's low profile enough that your average guy on the street doesn't know him. John John Sibelius. Yeah. Uh, Listen to the first two minutes of the fourth symphony. What a jaw on that man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's got quite a jaw. Gage, put a picture on this for the video people. (laughs) But I want want everyone to listen to the first two minutes of Sibelius' fourth symphony. Make sure you get the first movement. And leave a comment or reach out to us on social media and let me know what image it puts in your head. Because I am genuinely curious. All right. Most music does not put images in my head. I tend to engage with it a little more abstractly. But this one just very explicitly. Since the first time I heard it, it's been like a very clear picture of something or some situation. And I played it for Hannah. And she came up with a very clear and very precise image for those first two minutes. It was completely different from mine, but huh. also totally works. Huh. So. I'll have to do it. Yeah. Maybe reveal it in the next episode about what yours was. Okay. Let's we'll do it. it. We, we'll we'll, we'll need definitely some, forget, but let's do it. We'll need some fan engagement. We'll need some comments to remind yeah. me. Some, uh, send us an email, justusloserspot at gmail.com. We won't do it unless you engage with us. Write me a prose poem explaining your feelings as a stream of consciousness event throughout the first two minutes. Write of me Sibelius's a haiku about something. why you hate this homework assignment. I hate this homework. It is stupid and very, very, very? <laughs> atrocious and bad. Unnecessary. 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 Yeah. Refrigerator. <laughs> do you ever do that in school when you do like haikus? Like I would just say something like I would do the first two lines and then if I didn't have anything else to say, I'd just say refrigerator. <laughs> I really like, like that. like four haikus. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I had one that ended in I punch babies. I punch babe. I punched a baby. I punched a baby. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was like gold. And like, I was the nerd that no one liked in middle school and high school, like early high school. When mm-hmm. I moved to Oklahoma, I completely changed who I was. Now I'm a nerd and some people like me. Who? There's somewhere. I don't know where, but. They live anyway, in Canada. You uh, wouldn't know them. I got a solid laugh out of the whole class, and it was the serotonin dude. <laughs> <laughs> and now you do a podcast for all of the loves and appreciation that... That I don't get. You don't get because no one listens to us. Yep. Which is probably for the best. What a... That took forever to talk about Sibelius. Well, Sibelius yeah, is yeah. great. I, I, um, I'm surprised we got that many bits out of just... Yeah. <laughs> My parents and I are doing kind of a little book club thing where we get together on zoom once a week and read a book and we just finished uh thinking fast and thinking slow by daniel kahneman who's a nobel prize winning economist and it's really interesting about like behavioral economics and stuff and we just finished that and so we're gonna read a book about sibelius next nice because i got my dad a recording of a bunch of nerds in your family yeah i got my dad the sibelius symphonies a recording a couple years ago for christmas and he didn't like them very much oh so i get rid of him yeah just Chuck them to the curb. Yeah. Who needs dads? No, you don't. You don't get to go to a retirement home later, Dad. <laughs> Dan, I hope you're listening to this episode. It's unlikely, but I hope you are. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, the other stuff I've been up to is stuff you've also been up to. So we'll Correct. talk about it when you hit it. Yep. Uh, what have I been up to? I forgot to write down my what I've been up to. Oh, that was wise and wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a second adjective. This is going great, y'all. <laughs> uh, I've been reading a lot more comics. Um, okay. I have 
just finished uh, the first seven volumes of uh, Detective Comics. That's a lot of volumes. Yeah. Um, I'm getting to the point with the DC Comics in the New 52. Okay. This is the New 52. I was like original because i remember no. you read i remember you read the first one a while ago i read i i on and off read the really really early stuff it's tough to read when you're expecting good content <laughs> oh snap um it's because it's like it's it was good in 1938 yeah um but i'm noticing this and i've added it to my notes for my ultimate new what what went wrong with the new 52 episode mm-hmm. um that I'm now in the stage of reading in the new 52 stuff where DC realized the new 52 was a bad idea. Oh, um, interesting. Because it was at issue number 40 along with convergence where they dropped the new 52 branding. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this, just no branded for a little bit. And then rebirth happened a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was around 2013, 2014 where DC started realizing that th- their system right now was not working. Sales were plummeting. Uh, static shock happened. <laughs> oh boy, did it! Um, and so I can tell. I mean, you can just like see on my spreadsheet where they cancel a bunch of lines, but instead of doing they cancel lines and add new, like they did for the first three waves, mm-hmm. they just cancel a bunch and then add maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, and this allows writers to not be super spread thin and writing four lines at the same time mm-hmm. um, to actually put effort into them and also probably just let a few of the writers go that weren't very good. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe Anne Nocenti. I haven't seen that she wrote anything post the green arrow, the, the Katana and the uh, Catwoman runs because she's not good. You got a whole thing with her. Um, she's the first writer that I can actively say I do not enjoy any of her stuff. Mm-hmm. We've talked about we've the common phrase is once is an incident or once is an event, twice is coincidence, three is uh, enemy agency, but also uh, depends on. Yeah, she's the only person I've read three only three things from her, and I've actively hated all of them. Enemy so, agency? Does she get to be an enemy of the show? She's an enemy of. <gasps> she is the official. Not she is a new official. Uh, a new enemy of the show. Yes. All right. So we have two enemies of the show. We're going to have like a whole villain team up going on Dude, over we're going to have a rogues gallery. This is great. How perfect is it for a show that has the talks about comics? Yep. Having a rogues gallery. Um, can't wait to just get here back from... Because they're all in the same industry so far. Yep. So like one of them hears and then tells all of their friends that are also enemies. And exactly. Just, you know, they tweet about us on the internet. And and we get a whole bunch of never- negative famous. coverage. Let's do it. Um, Zack Snyder, enemy of the show. Christopher Zach's... Nolan, enemy of the show. Quentin Tarantino, enemy of the show. Nolan? I just thrown oh, out okay. thrown out high profile names so we can get Zach the attention. Snyder, I, I was on board with. I'm okay with Quentin Tarantino. I, I also missed actual enemy of the show Rob Liefeld. That's true, but we know we know and love to hate enemy of the show Rob yes. Liefeld. <laughs> anyway, I'm tired of seeing John Sebelius on my computer. <laughs> you shouldn't be. He's a beautiful man. Um. Anyway, I got. The Detective Comics, being Detective Comics, mm-hmm. like the original run, mm-hmm. uh, one of the original runs, uh, they did have good writers on it, mm-hmm. um, but it was about, I, I can't remember his name right now, um, Brian Buca, Bucaletto and Francis Manipal, um, of course. who uh, also wrote The Flash run early in the New 52. Dang it. 
forgot about that. Um, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like the detective comics were never bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is cool. So what they weren't, did weren't they bad in 1938? No, they weren't bad. They were good back then. No, but I think we did have this conversation, but I wasn't paying attention. That's embarrassing for you, bud. I never do this. I know. I never zone out while you're talking. Not once. <laughs> um, no, like when he took over, it was clearly, it was way more of a, a I don't know, just an approach, a direction that mm-hmm. he wanted to go with it. I love uh, Francis Manipal's uh, art. I don't know if it's Francis Manipal. I think that's co-writer. I think art of Bucoletto. Anyway, whoever did those, uh, I love their art style. Um, not the as much style. as uh, what did I did art. I love got a Boston style. Boston accent. All right, uh, not as much as uh, Andrea Sorrentino, mm-hmm. but they do have very good uh, dynamic paneling, which mm-hmm. I love. Where um, there can be. A panel, so like you have like a page that's an image, but then little squares around things that they want to draw your attention to, mm-hmm. um, which I love that aspect. It's just like, it's a, but if you look at just read the panel, it's like, it's the difference between reading panel to panel and reading the art. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. You're, you're looking at the page and you're get, being told a story from the page via the art and the paneling mm-hmm. rather than in lesser art, you're reading a panel, getting the story from the art, going to the next panel, reading the story from the art. Mm-hmm. It's you get more and you can be cooler with it. And like there, he does action really, really well. Okay. Um, But it's just it's cool to get to a point where now everything that I'm going to be reading is going to be getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully an Senti stays away. Yeah. Um, so what's it about detective comics? Is it about so Sherlock Holmes? It focuses more on Batman's actual detectiving. Okay. Um, so he has basically five different things. He's Batman, Batman and Robin, Batman, detective comics, Batman, the dark Knight, And then yeah, those are four. Um, Batman is about, him fighting like i guess more of supervillain stuff so that's mm-hmm. where he fights joker sure stuff like that uh detective comics he's still fighting supervillains but it's more about his detective ability and mystery mm-hmm. stuff it also centers a lot on harvey bullock which is ah. really cool because he's got a lot of really interesting he doesn't like batman so you right. get like that element of stuff and um you just get like his side of the story and they especially focus on him a lot uh, because um, about the time that Bucoletto took over was when Batman Eternal happens. Mm-hmm. And in Batman Eternal, Jim Gordon gets messed with in the head and ends up shooting something and causing a bunch of people their lives and gets put in prison. So mm-hmm. now it's just Harvey Bullock is like the main detective. Yep. Um, and they bring in Anarchy which is one of my favorite Batman villains because he is like a relatively, he's one of the most understandable villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Mr. Freeze is the most sympathetic villain because he just well, was until they sure. changed it later uh, where his whole goal was, I need money so that I can get my wife back. 
Uh, and, and make some ice puns. And make some ice puns. Um, anarchy uh, is more hate hates the like corruption and how the government and everything like his is like Mm -hmm. all of his explanations for things make sense okay um i am a bit of an anarchist whenever i like read stuff or like he he shows up in the video games a little bit and like Mm -hmm. he's got this whole monologue that i'm like i mean you're not wrong (laughs) i think it's gonna be dangerous for you to read v for vendetta i've watched it it's very different. Oh, okay. Probably. Um, but yeah, so it's... Uh, I know... I don't know if he's going to come back later. Uh, because the anarchy that happened in the book was a different guy than is, like, the main anarchy. Mm-hmm. But, like, the main anarchy, they reveal, was a kid that, like, Batman knows of and has, like, been around for a little bit. Uh. And, like, picks up the mask at the end of, like, the book. And the arc is over, and I'm like the the "Mm." an arc. I'll let it slide. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've been enjoying it. I'm excited to read more stuff. The next one is uh, next thing I'm going to read is uh, Gotham by Midnight, which is it's a faction of the police (laughs) department called that is affectionately called the Midnight Shift. Uh, and it follows Jim Corrigan, who is the host for the Spectre, and it focuses more on the supernatural Ooh. element of stuff. It spins out of oh, uh, Eternal, I want to read that where shit went super supernatural. Yep, um, super duper natural, super duper natural. Um, so, and I only have one volume. I think it's only two volumes in total, so mm-hmm. you can totally read it. Uh, I'm excited. The art looks so cool. I just flipped through it today. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I done? Um. We we mostly don't talk about things that we're in the middle of reading or watching or stuff, mm-hmm. but I am in the middle of reading The Honorable Schoolboy, which I've mentioned before. Yep. And reading that and also watching The Night Manager, which you have told me repeatedly to watch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's on my list until I just have fully fallen in love with Tom Hiddleston. Of course. And I was like, oh, what else is Tom Hiddleston? Oh, and right. so Kaylin and I binged the entire show almost in one night. Mm-hmm. We had to stop because we were super tired, but we watched the last episode the next day. Yep. Um, What'd you think? I I have a new favorite genre, and that is espionage. Yeah. It's not spy stuff. It's not like Mission Impossible and James Bond. That's right. action movies. We got a whole episode coming on it. We'll delineate Eventually, all those terms. Yes. Uh espionage it just tickles all the right buttons for me it's Mm -hmm. like tickle buttons that's the verb right yep uh it like it's so hard for a a well-written espionage you can have a favorite Mm -hmm. genre as long as it's well written yeah uh so everything i'm about to say right now is assuming that the story was well written you really can't do bad exposition, which is one of my biggest pet peeves in media is poorly explained stuff where they're just, mm-hmm. ah, we're doing this because we do this and this and this and exposition. And this is the way it was before. And the way we do it now is different because of this. And it's like, mm-hmm. huh? thank you for helping me, brother. 
you're welcome, brother. It was no problem. We had to stop the evil doctor from <laughs> carrying out his vicious plan to subjugate the world by his magical means. And they explain it all. Yep. It's like explain all their relationships to each other and Yep. And it so we call it we fought a ducks. Yep. Uh on the podcast. Yes. You always call it that. I have a different name for it. Um but it's dialogue that is just how they would speak to to each other naturally Mm -hmm. when two characters know each other well and they have history Mm -hmm. they don't say hey remember when we went to the beach and fought a duck place and did this thing but it would be like hey remember when we did that thing remember when we fought a duck when we fought a duck um it's and then it also just like my 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 love for culmination, mm-hmm. uh, which which is why I find uh, Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, and uh, I'm drawing a massive blank. It's my other favorite movie that oh Ragnarok mm-hmm. character culmination. Why those are my favorite Marvel movies is because they're all culminations. Mm-hmm. Spy movies or espionage does that it. Right. Gives you little bits of information that will then all wrap up together mm-hmm. in the end. And in the end, it, it tends to be a little bit of like ham-fisted yeah. exposition where they kind of have to explain to the readers who have made it this far but may have missed Exactly. Things. Yeah, you got to tie everything together. But Lakar is my man. Oh, boy. I'm about to read his entire bibliography. That's going to take you the rest of your natural lifespan. It's a big bibliography. I know. <laughs> I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to do the whole bibliography. I'm probably going to do what I do where I like find the best. If like when we did the mm-hmm. football movies, I went and found yep. all of these articles about the best ones. And then I ranked them and I was like, all right, so these five are always in the rankings Yep. and I'll go read all those honorable school boys. One, I need to find a perfect spy. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other ones that I'm drawing a blank on. I'll recommend The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Yes, that was, like, what's his first one? It might have been. I think it was his first one, and, like, it was immediately fantastic. Yeah, really um, good. Really good book. Yes, that was the other one. Um, but I'll read his stuff. Um, I gotta find another writer. I know there's a lot of movies that are espionage mm-hmm. that I gotta vet to find out if they're actually espionage or spy movies. Sure. But it's just espionage is my thing now and mm-hmm. i'm on a high for it which uh ta- uh Segways. segueing into what we both had done mm-hmm. uh it kind of tainted my ability to watch black widow yeah because <laughs> i went into it with the expectations of espionage and it ended up just being an action movie with spy right uh check out our review maybe coming soon maybe already out definitely coming soon because this is coming out tomorrow yep uh where we talk more about that. Yeah. But we watched Black Widow. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Big picture. I said it's a seven. He said it's an eight. Yep. We liked it. Yeah. Go watch it. I think it's the third best Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right way of putting it. Um, we've also been watching Loki. Yes, we have. Uh, should we just save Loki for when it's done next week? Yeah, just very briefly. I'm really liking it. I love it so much. It's my favorite of the show so far. I think a lot. It I really enjoy it, but with enough reservations that it's going to hinge on how it all comes together. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm expecting it to be a disappointing end because mm-hmm. the whole world is saying, "Ah, oh, it's going to be Kang the Conqueror," but 
anytime everyone has these theories that are going to be a great way to end it does he never does it yeah we we already know the pattern it's going to be it's going to wrap up it's going to be some interesting way the characters will have learned something but they can't interrupt the status quo too much right exactly uh my theory is that it's old loki or classic loki Mm. Uh, it's not my theory i saw it on tiktok Mm -hmm. um but basically like okay well let's talk about it spoilers for loki a little bit um this is a good point to stop and speculate, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the theory goes, one, it's a two-part of theory. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, one is that our Loki's not dead. Um, mm. Because that's, he says, like, I mean, the, the Loki that we're watching, is, and our Loki being the one that went through Ragnarok. Right. Uh, the variant Loki was like, wait, we died on that. And he's like, no, I just like floated away as debris, mm-hmm. which means if Tan- or, uh, Ragnarok Loki wasn't a variant when he died, it means he's still alive because that's what happens with Loki is that he survives that by being a debris and going away. But by hiding himself and not attacking Thanos in the first place. Right. So. Okay. So he. So Loki. That. So Ragnarok Loki duplicated. Mm-hmm. to go and do that and die there so that he could escape and he did like a really good job because he knows thanos is really smart mm-hmm. so our loki is still out there somewhere okay and maybe maybe ragnarok loki is the actual loki maybe i don't know but uh my uh the theory goes that it's classic loki is the guy who did it because he went and like he's the old one and he's also looks like he's honed his abilities very 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 well and knows all of the things that he can do Mm -hmm. and so uh the fact that he was like he was doing magic as eliath was coming at him Mm -hmm. the theory is that he faked his death okay and that he's actually in the castle and he'll be like haha it was me all along you've been loki'd and yeah no i guess just having him for a little one-off does feel like a bit of a waste of richard grant yep so that's uh is he no, never mind. That's Rupert Grint. <laughs> what? I thought maybe he was Ron Weasley's dad <laughs> or granddad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I just I it, it, I feel like that's a good way they can do it without interrupting the status quo. Mm-hmm. That it's that it's classic Loki. Yeah, I'm like seventy five percent sure it's at least some version of Loki. Yeah. Yep. But if not, maybe it's Mephisto. Mephisto. Maybe it's God. You just go meet God. Uh, that's another thing uh, that it could be. There are now two references to the... Oh, what's it called? Uh, do you happen to remember in Doctor Strange he, that one of them has the staff of the... Uh, the name. It's like the staff of something. And that's something, it was just an Easter egg at that point. Mm-hmm. But now there has also been mentioned again, I think by a video or like by a prop or something of that same thing. And that same th- that. You know what? We have the power of Google at our fingertips. We have an ender. Of the multiverse in Marvel. Do, 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 do. Living Tribunal. The Living Tribunal uh. was a thing that was created by the one above all mm-hmm. which embodies the entire multiverse mm-hmm. so it could be that 
Yeah. It could be the Living Tribunal, yeah. which is which we know Loki is going to bleed into Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man and mm-hmm. all that's going to There's like, going to be so some this could be like yeah. that kind of one that kind of kicks that off mm-hmm. informally cuz Spider-Man's going to have to kick it off formally. Sure. Also, have you seen the leaked trailer for for Spider-Man? No. We've seen a clip of the leaked Spider-Man. I'll show you that real quick. Get on over here. <laughs> Sorry, Gage. That's a solid leak if I ever saw one. I mean, every time I see something like that, my brain's going trying to put together how it could be, um, how it could be staged. But it's got the beats of the of the end of a trailer of a Marvel trailer. It's got right. like Spider Man and a, a clip of Spider Man that doesn't look like it's or of Tom Holland that doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's stolen from another one. Uh, it's got two Spider Mans. It's got Tobey Maguire's voice. Mm-hmm. It's got the it's just it it looks like a genuinely solid leak mm-hmm. we'll find out when are we when should we find out uh the movie's in december uh we've already gotten a turn i, th- I oh, bet oh. i know i i've seen so many people talking about theories we're gonna find they'll probably release it right after loki's done because the conclusion of loki is probably going to have to do with the multiverse mm-hmm. so that they can finish that give it a couple weeks and then release it so that people aren't yeah spoiled by maybe they'll attach it to shang chi I mean, it's trailers don't really get attached to things anymore. Yeah. They get released on YouTube when they're ready. Yeah. Man. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit happening in the Marvel world. Absolutely. Wow, really bleeding into the news here, huh? A little bit. What a great segue. Absolutely. We have a Witcher trailer. Yeah. Which looks real fun. Witcher 2. What a goofy show. I'm so ready for looks this. Looks like it's going to be even bigger and seriouser and goofier. Yeah. Goofier? Goofier. I didn't notice a single goofy thing happening. Part of its goofiness is its occasional bouts of way too much self-seriousness. Oh, okay. It's a really goofy show. Are you excited for this? I mean, I enjoyed the first season, but I'm not as high on it as a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I was more entertained than enthralled, shall we say. That's a good way of putting it. Um, I will absolutely watch it when it comes out, yeah. but... I'm not like jumping over the moon. Can't wait. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it'll come out and I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. What else has happened? Uh, we got a trailer for what if. Yes, we did. Have you seen it? I have. And what, what did you think? Eh. It feels like it's going to be a disney Marvel one animation style version of Love, Death and Robots. Yeah. But just like, I don't know. I feel like it's all, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced on it yet. Okay. I, I, I will need to see. I, I will need to actually see it. Yeah. Which I will. Yep. Because we podcast. Have to. Yep. <laughs> it's a requirement at this point. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not fully sold on it just yet. See, I've said that about like four different Marvel things in a row and they all keep hitting. So mm. I'm just, I'm going to be optimistic until they ruin my faith forever. Yeah. What else has happened? Is that it? Can we move on? Because we only have an uh, 45 minutes left. Uh, let's see. We're being kicked out of the studio at a certain time. Yeah. Um, that was it. The only other news that I saw that I thought was worth mentioning is uh, Greta Gerwig is officially attached to direct the Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie and written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. It's a weird combination of things. Oh, please tell me it's going to be like a 
ultra realistic Barbie that's like a commentary on like that's like a strong and like gritty, not gritty like bloody, but like right visceral commentary on uh like feminine body mm-hmm. like probably image. There it is on body image. Probably given the Gerwig Bombach. Yeah. Robbie to some extent. Yeah. I mean, I'll see it. Yeah. I'm going to keep Kaylin from watching the trailers because she loves all of the animated Barbie movies <laughs> and not really sarcastically. She like, she actually <laughs> likes them. Yeah. Um, I feel like whatever this is going to be is not going to be in that vein. So I just need to tell her that it's a Barbie movie and just go see it and have her just <laughs> shattered by whatever it is. <laughs> You're mean. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, any other news? Uh, that's really all I got. Uh, Black Widow box office numbers as of this recording, which is um, Saturday night, the day after it came out, basically. It's set a pandemic Friday record with about a little under $40 million haul. Okay. Um, it's on track for around $90 million opening weekend, which is getting back up into normal numbers for a big yes, opening weekend. Is. This is this is progress. It'll have some good word of mouth, which I think will help it moving forward a little bit. Yep. Um, and we're starting to get back where we need to be with the box office numbers yeah hey i had a hiccup in the middle of that <laughs> yeah we were we were at a packed theater it was pretty packed. I had the hiccups it was pretty packed yeah all right yeah shall we we shall thanks everyone for listening uh sorry we're in a bit of a rush here but you can find us on soundcloud itunes spotify Pod Podheart radio and i bean <laughs> i bean podcast we all bean for beans podcast apps that's where we are we're on we're on podcast apps uh you can find us on social media uh facebook where maybe at this point i've got my written black review widow review out that i'm not gonna over promise but i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try it's gonna be okay it's gonna be good black widow uh we're on twitter at just us losers pod we're on instagram at just us losers pod i think we should go write twitter reviews for for black widow i think that should be a thing we do right now once we're done with the episode okay we're on gmail at we have a gmail can't figure out the prepositions for that uh just us losers pod at gmail.com send us a i don't know tell us how you feel about the witcher are you super hyped for the witcher are you in, entertained enthralled engrossed um inseminated it's probably everything. Uh, oh, we have YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is the audio version of the podcast. You can find short video versions on YouTube if you want just our nice condensed little thoughts and don't have to deal with all the fluff. Or if you have a friend and you just kind of want to send them a little sample of us, send them to our YouTube. It's uh, just us losers at YouTube.com. I don't know how that works. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.